Casey actually can't go to college because he spent her entire tuition fund on this Ben's woman. Like, you don't understand. I need to make a partner. Please. <laughs> I like how that like unintentionally became our our opening. <laughs> I know, I know. It's we can't think of anything else to say. I feel like we're we're recording after 9 p.m. We're kind of in a like mm. I don't know if you're on the East Coast, but definitely like Delilah Radio comes to mind. Where she does like a love line and stuff. I feel like we had a very extensive conversation about Delilah in our Heather's podcast episode. I think we might have, yeah. And what is in the episode is even cut down. Like, I think it was at least 10 minutes longer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But um, anyways, we are back with our third installment of March Magic. Is it the third? Oh, no. It's the fourth. It's the fourth it, installment. It's the fourth installment. Oh, my gosh. We're almost done, but it's been a really strong month. Mm-hmm. I was really excited to do this one. I think we kind of like we, – we picked such – interesting movies that somehow (laughs) fell into the same Mm -hmm. field (laughs) we really like jumped all around the parameters of what magic can mean that being said let's just 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 dip on in let's dive on in here yeah so today we are doing um a classic decom uh i truly forgot how insane this movie is until rewatching it yesterday but we are doing 2000s life size uh, you know, Lindsay Lohan, Tyra Banks. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy wild ride. Absolutely. You would think that with these, maybe it was because it was like more towards the beginning of their careers, but these are like big stars. Like yeah. Tyra Banks is one of the first supermodels and I'm like, this should have been a better movie. <laughs> like you did them so dirty. It's it's pretty wild that she signed on to do this movie in 2000 because she was just coming off of her like 90s superstardom. I guess it's a little bit before America's Next Top Model started mm-hmm. before she like started really transitioning into like TV personality and then like the Tyra Banks show or Tyra, I guess is what it was called, her talk show. Tyra, yeah. yeah. So I guess this is really like – a stepping stone from her doing kind of more like bit parts on Mm -hmm. like Fresh Prince and stuff like that into Uh, like a leading role into TV. Yeah, definitely. We didn't get too much like info about this movie. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, it feels almost like they purposefully erased it. Yeah. Because you can't watch it on Disney Plus. No, you can't really find this movie anywhere. So I can't Mm -hmm. tell you any legal places to find it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you got to dig for it illegally. <laughs> Our apologies. <laughs> Shmashmegly. Shmashmegly. Find it somewhere. There are definitely, it's a low budge, like you off the bat. Yeah. Throughout the film, it becomes like a big imperative for Casey to find this like imprint on uh, Eve's foot because like every Eve doll has that like serial number. Mm-hmm. And all the dolls shown have the same a4618 print. Like, it's not a serial number. <laughs> they all have the same one. They couldn't have turned, like, the 
like a six into an eight or did like a I three turn it into an eight if they just want the one stamp? It would, it would only make sense if they had done it that way. Yeah. So like someone get a PA with a Sharpie out here to make some changes. I'm calling a two one two on a temporary <laughs> tattoo for this woman's foot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What what else did we find? Um, this movie was filmed in British Columbia in Canada. And they didn't change out the car's, like, licenses. They just no. covered up, like, I forget what it said. It was something like Beautiful British Columbia or something mm-hmm. like that. And they, like, covered up with, like, evergreen, the Evergreen State or something like that. Instead of just simply, like, getting different licenses. And you can still see the flag on the cars. Where, what, yeah, what state is this supposed to be? I think it's supposed to be Washington, I don't know. Because I was also confused by the fact that this is, like, supposedly a small town, Mm -hmm. but they have, like, the toy headquarters there. The toy headquarters? (laughs) It looked like a brewery. (laughs) It kind of looked like um, the inside reminded me of Floop's house in Spy Kids. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like the giant footsteps and there's like random toys and stuff on mm-hmm. the stairs. It's very otherworldly. We're giving far too much thought to, the, to this Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the footsteps. Like, bro, you're not even going to take their ID down. No. You don't even want their names. Not going to sign anyone in. Crazy. Oh, yeah. One, one more little fun fact before we get into some reviews. Lindsay Lohan didn't have to audition because this was a contracted movie in her three-picture deal that she did with Disney. So this would be post-Parent Trap. So it would be this movie, Get a Clue, and Confessions. Would those be the movies? That makes sense. Because I think Get a Clue was like shortly after this. I mean, Get a Clue is definitely the other one. Yeah. Did Confessions have a, a theater debut or was it just Disney Channel? That's a good question. I'm pretty sure it was a theatrical release. Yes. Oh, it was number two in the box office behind 50 First Dates. Whoa. Pretty wild. And on that note, shall we talk about some of our reviews for today? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking we should. The first one we have is from Sydney. Sydney, for you, we decided to go with So Good by Destiny's Child. So for your montage... I'm thinking you're at like an ice cream place, like maybe it's like a local ice cream place and you're Mm. sitting in the back of your, the open back of your truck with your friends and you're all laughing, eating ice cream as the summer sun is shining down on you. Maybe you all have like really cute sunglasses and you decide to go to like the thrift store and then you go home and you like watch a movie together and you kind of just have this lovely day of hanging out with the people that you really enjoy like whose company you really value because this destiny's child song is like such like a friendship empowerment bob like a feeling good about yourself it literally is like i'm feeling so good like i'm just feeling really good I hope that resonates with you. I hope you like this summer. I hope you like hanging out with your friends. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. So next up, we have a review for Sarah, Sarah Soros. And um, we did peruse your cat's Instagram 
Um, your kittens are so cute. And for mm-hmm. this montage, we decided to go with the song Dreams by the Cranberries. And Ooh. stick with me. In my montage mind's eye, it's Sunday morning. Like the sun is shining. The birds are chirping. And you're like, I really want to just go out and get some fresh air. And you have one of those like strollers that people have for like their cats, like super fancy. And you you put on like a cute outfit. You walk down the streets, like you have some sunglasses, mm-hmm. you stop to get a coffee, and you go to the park, and you just like hang out with the cats, maybe you chat to some people, um, you're just like soaking in the sunshine and having a glorious, glorious Sunday. And the next montage is for Piper. Piper, we did stalk your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that you love the outdoors. Doors. It looks like you might have studied abroad. Yeah. DM me. I'm going to Belgium in September. And it seems like you really just like enjoying life and like having adventures. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm just getting a vibe that you have a really positive personality. So we gave you Suddenly I See by KT Tunstall. And for this montage, I picture you you know, going to a country you've never been to before. Maybe in this case, it's Ireland. And Ireland has some like very gorgeous like hillsides and cliffs and stuff. And maybe you like hike up there and you look out over the water and you kind of just realize like the beauty of our earth. And like, we are looking at the greenery and the shore. Wait, what? What were you going to say? No, I'm just like, oh, that sounds so nice. (laughs) I thought you were going to be like Mariah. Like, that's not geographically, like, it doesn't make sense. Um, No, I don't don't know enough about Ireland's geography to know at all. (laughs) But I picture you just really, like, soaking it all in and being like, whoa, like, you know, suddenly I see that there's so much to like in you know so much to see in life and so much to explore and you just you know as Lana Del Rey would say you have a lust for life wow beautiful these are some very like visually uh pleasing montages I feel that we're coming up with today I'm liking it I'm liking the energy in the studio (laughs) and last but not least we have a review from Alex Lilly. Alex Lilly. And for your montage, we decided on the song A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And because in your review you said that you like to listen to the pod on like long drives, this montage is kind of inspired by Nicole Kidman in Practical Magic when she is driving yes. through the desert listening to Joni Mitchell. So for this montage, I think it's just been like a really long day at the end of a really long week at the end of like a really long month. You've been put through the ringer. Like it's been hard. You've been handling it best you can, but it's been hard. So you're like, you know what? I just need to get away. I'm going for like a long drive through the countryside. You put on this song. And it's a really, like, what's the word? Like, a really cathartic moment Mm. where you just kind of let all the stress that has been building up for so long, you just let it go through the song. Maybe you shed a couple tears, maybe you don't. Whatever feels right in the moment. Yeah. And 
you just get to let this huge weight off your shoulders for a moment. And then you have a moment of clarity. What happens next? I don't know. We'll have to watch the rest of the movie Whoa. to find out. I love that. You're like, you know, you've been ha- you've been handling it the best you can, but it's been shit. Like you've been like treated like absolute dog shit. Like, and not the kind that gets picked up. It's like the kind that like gets smushed on, you know? We all have those times, man. It's been rough. It's been rough out here the past couple of years, but <laughs> it really has. We're making it through together, you guys. Yes. And on that note, shall we get into this batshit crazy movie? Let's just talk about it. I have some really strong opinions. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So we open up with a, a little clip art uh, title sequence that says life size in yellow and orange. <laughs> and we go swiftly into a commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this commercial is for the Eve doll. We see Eve driving in her convertible. She goes shopping at the mall. She tries on different outfits. She says, love animals, don't wear them. We see Eve go back to Sunnyvale, the town that she lives in. You can pick a career for Eve. Like, she could be a doctor. She could be a police officer. She could be a lawyer. All kinds of things. You can even take Eve out to this, like, ball and watch her sparkle and shine. And what is playing in the background? Eve's theme song, Be a Star. Shine bright, shine fire. Don't be shy, be a star. We have this close-up on Eve's doll face and she says i'm eve and you're my special friend wow (laughs) so we go to the toy store um we see this display of eve dolls and this group of girls looking at them and this young girl's like i don't want a doll i want something with a microchip what (laughs) and there's like a lot of like technology hatred throughout the movie and also like oh yeah i mean the computer is like this new like the world wide web is like this new thing mm-hmm. which we get a taste of later on yeah um with the like html5 website <laughs> yeah so um these girls pass by the store it's called caboodles i believe the mm-hmm. toy store yeah meanwhile cut to a children's football game and this kid um, misses his pass, and Casey Stewart, aka Lindsay Lohan, starts yelling at him. <laughs> She's like, "You freaking weenie! You weenie head! You dumb idiot!" And the coach is like, "All right, all right, break it up. You're benched." The guy is like, "Go play with your dolls, Casoid." And she's like, get a life, wiener head. I hate dolls as much as I hate you. Jeez. And the coach is like. <laughs> Casey, Casey, <laughs> this behavior Let's rain it in. needs to stop. Yeah. And she has to remember that this is a game. And you can tell she has like some sort of personality issues, some like an attitude problem. <laughs> yeah. She needs an attitude adjustment. And Casey looks out into the crowd, but no one is there in the stands to cheer her on. She's alone. Yeah. Meanwhile, her dad, Ben Stewart, is in his office, and he's like, oh, no, I missed my daughter's game again. Classic dad. I'm like, you missed them all this season. Yeah. So Drew, 
his colleague, uh, a woman in the office, she's like, oh, you know, it's okay because Casey knows that you love her. And I'm like, you don't know his family life. This seems like an overstep, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And his other coworker, Richie, is like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you're the one that taught her how to play anyways. And Ben is like, yeah, but that was years ago. And I'm like, yeah, it was years ago. Think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Let you that have to create in. new memories with your daughter. <laughs> yeah. And so Drew offers to take him out to lunch, but Ben is like, no, I'm just going to eat this granola bar here at the office. And she's like, oh, you crazy. You've been working too hard. How about I cook you dinner tomorrow night at my place? You can even bring your daughter. And he's like, oh, no, it's my daughter's birthday tomorrow. I promised to have dinner, just me and her. And Drew's like, wow, you're such a great dad. I'm like, bare minimum, bare fucking minimum that he's going to have dinner with his daughter on her birthday. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, the writing is not good. No. In this. No. Because I, I think it's clear that he wants to be a good dad like he Mm -hmm. i think he is just you know busy with work and he doesn't know how to balance that yeah but the way that the characters that he works with are just like oh my god you're a great dad like are you joking right now i'm like what yeah like he's clearly dropping the ball Mm -hmm. drew then leaves the room and richie's like oh ben like you're so in there like with drew like obviously drew is super down bad like she's obsessed with him yeah and ben is like no i'm not ready to date or anything and richie's like you know karen would have wanted you to move on for you and for casey so it's implied that his wife has passed away fairly recently i love how in a movie it's always like oh like your deceased spouse would have wanted you to move on like just move on i'm like So you're telling me no one can be happy until they found a new partner. Yeah. This is a flaw in the plot. I agree. Back to Casey. That evening on her thick desktop computer, (laughs) Casey looks up a resurrection spell on the internet. Like literally just Googles it, finds this like Mm -hmm. cute little website that's like purple and clicks on it, and the internet tells her to go to Past Pages Bookstore downtown to pick up Holcroft's Books of the Dead. Ooh. Ben comes in, and she he's like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, nothing, like turns off the computer, gets into bed, and he comes over and apologizes for not being at her game today. And she's like, you were out, sorry, a long time ago. <laughs> and I'm like... Bah, bah, bah. breaker breaker he's down (laughs) yeah really devastating Mm -hmm. basically ben is like trying to make this amends with his daughter and he's like you know did he win and she's like we're going to the championships and he congratulates her and ben tells her that making partner means a lot to him and to us and he offers to spend the whole day together with her tomorrow He leaves and Casey looks at a photo of her with her mom. And before Ben goes, she asks if everything happens for a reason. And he tells her, sometimes things just happen. So the next day, Casey goes into town. She's walking to the bookstore to get her spell book. 
when the girls who we saw earlier in the movie looking at the toy display see her. And one of them, well, first of all, they're like, oh, here comes the loner. And then one of them goes, ever since her mom died, she totally ignores us. Yeah. Like, get over it already. Like, what the hell? Like, what? what is wrong with you people? It's, it's been like, two years. Um, it's like when fucking Lily from Princess Diaries is like, your dad died like two months ago. I thought you were over that. Well, Lily sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so do so these, these girls. So yeah. yeah. There is one that seems kind of nice, and she runs up yeah. to Casey and invites her to go to the mall with them. And when Casey says no, she's like, how come you never want to hang out with us anymore? And Casey's like, there's more to life than just shopping and walks away, which is kind of rude. But I'm like, sure. But like, what are you doing? That's so important. It's not like you're like volunteering. <laughs> I don't no, know. She's um, bringing people back from the dead. Mm -hmm. So at the bookstore, Casey does end up finding Holcroft's book. And it's $150. That's expensive. It's a steep price. So she does have $63. And she decides, instead of saving for the rest, to steal the book and leave her money and leave an IOU for $87. Classic. At home, Casey finds the resurrection spell in the book. Cut to her blowing out the candles on her birthday cake and... Her dad, just trying to be really enthusiastic, he, like, cuts her a slice, and she tells him that her wish was that mom could come back. And mm. she starts talking about the book, but dad is, like, shut down immediately. Mm -hmm. He is like, you know, I would love her back, too, but, like, we talked to Dr. Jacobs about this. Like, we have to accept reality. Then he changes the subject and pulls out this, like, old Super Bowl ticket that he had from another year. And they, like, reminisce about going to see this um, football game with, like, her mom. Then the doorbell rings. And we're like, who could it be? It's Drew. <laughs> Drew has taken it upon herself to bring some dumb files over and be like... Oh, Ben, Ben, you forgot these in the office and Bill <laughs> needs them reviewed by Monday. And he's like, okay, uh, why don't you come in? Like, I'll do it right now. So Drew comes in and she's like, Casey, I couldn't Casey. resist. <laughs> Casey. And gives her a gift and it's the Eve doll. Mm -hmm. And Drew shows Casey that it's, like Eve, she's a special doll. She's very sophisticated. And she's like, I know you're like a little old to play with dolls, but like I was your age, you know, when I started collecting dolls. So I thought like you might want to try it out too. And I'm like, that's a you thing. Yeah. That's a you thing that you like to do. Mm -hmm. That's not very common, but sure, go off. Yeah. And Casey's like, thank you so much. I'll put it somewhere really special. Immediately goes to her room and throws this <laughs> hunk of plastic on the shelf. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very presumptuous, first of all, of Drew to show up in the middle of the night when she knows that it's Casey's birthday. Like, that's rude and annoying. It's not a great look. And also, like, if you're so interested in this man, which she clearly is, you would probably want to, like, learn a little bit about his daughter. Like, wouldn't she know that Casey is, like, very much a tomboy? Like, she plays mm -hmm. football. She's not really into the whole doll thing. Yeah, why not get her a football? 
Yeah. But then we wouldn't have this wonderful movie. So. So true. (laughs) So, you know, Casey has thrown this doll on the shelf and she goes back to her like vanity where she has made an altar. She's getting this everything ready for the spell. And she places her mother's hairbrush in the center of the meridian point. So she's about to complete the spell when who knocks on her door but Drew and she's like, wow, your room is so cool and like looks at all of Casey's trophies and then like reaches to grab some of them. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you touching this girl's things? But anyway, she pulls down a bunch of the trophies. Everything like knocks over. Yeah. A potted plant falls onto the altar. Like it spills water everywhere. So she rushes to like clean everything up, takes all of the stuff into her bathroom to clean it. And while she's gone, Drew is like, oh, my God, look at you to the Eve doll, which has also fallen off the shelf. And she takes the hairbrush and brushes Eve's hair with it. That's crazy. I Someone am, has like, no boundaries. infuriated. <laughs> I'm infuriated. Yeah. Because she, I mean, I guess I don't know if she's met Casey before, but, like, in the first scene, they do mention, I think Richie mentions that Drew's been there like six months. Like she's yeah. a new coworker. Mm-hmm. So like the audacity of this lady yeah. to come into the room, not only reach for something, drop a bunch of stuff, yeah. but then to also use her deceased mother's silver hairbrush on to synthetic brush hair. a doll's hair. That's not making a lot of sense to me. I really didn't feel like any type of way about Drew when I watched this movie as a kid. But as a grown-up, I'm like, this lady sucks. She does, yeah. Infuriating. She's like, oh, that's better. And she places Eve on, like, the stand that she comes with on Casey's nightstand. So Casey comes back in and is like, why are you touching my stuff? And Drew's like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I hope you had a good birthday. She's so fake. She's <laughs> yeah. so fake. I'm done. Go. Get out. So Casey's like, thanks. And Drew leaves the room. And Moe's note says, the audacity on this blonde woman. <laughs> I just don't understand her actions, like, at all. Like, I would never go into a kid's room and be like, I'm going to touch your stuff. Like, what if I touch this? No. <laughs> Who does that? No. And, like... Kids are really particular about their stuff, too. Yeah. 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 So, whatever. That happens. And then after Drew leaves, Casey goes back to her spell, and she recites the words in her book. She's like, Vendi Vickany. Vendi Vickany. <laughs> I did write them down, actually. They're um, Zamba Tarka Ishtu Neberin. Zamba Tarku Ishtu Neberin. In the morning, Casey wakes up and sees a life-sized Eve in her bed. Of course, she picks up a bat, and she's, like, about to beat this woman to death, to bits. <laughs> she's about to beat Tyra Banks' ass. Yeah. <laughs> Tyra Banks is about to get her ass beat. Oh, my gosh. So Eve realizes her limb is going to bend, and Casey is, like, finally, you know, recognizing that it's the doll. And she realizes she brought Eve to life instead of her mother. (gasps) Really devastating. And it also says in the book that you can only do the spell once as well. So it's like... Extra devastating. One chance over. Uh, So 
Eve is realizing she's alive now. Casey is fervently going through her book to try and figure out how to reverse the spell. But it turns out in order to get the reversal spell, she needs volume two. So Ben, um, Casey's dad, knocks on the door and Casey's like, oh, don't come in. He reminds her that they're spending the day together and Casey is like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking leave. And Eve tries to yell out because Ben is like, you know, shouting into the room. Eve is like yelling back to him, but Casey's trying to pretend like Eve isn't there. So there's like a lot of like chaos going on. Mm -hmm. So after Ben leaves, Casey says she needs to fix this before he comes back and takes her to her shrink again. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) So Eve plays with the radio and the TV and she's like, wow, everything works. Like, but I should have clothes. And Casey tells her that this is a mistake. She's going to turn her back. And she says once she gets volume two, she is plastic. So Casey takes Eve through town. They're going back to the bookstore. Eve is like marveling at the world, the sights, the colors are so bright, the smells. Like she's smelling some flowers. She smells some like bath bombs. She smells some trash, and she's like, okay, maybe not everything smells so great. (laughs) And she ends up, like, confronting this guy for littering, and she's like, this is everyone's home. Please keep it clean. And he's like, oh, the litter police, you got me. (laughs) Oh, the litter police? (laughs) The litter police? You want to write me a a biodegradable ticket? I'm just a dirty little litter bug. I'm just a a baby. I don't have any litter. (laughs) So... That's crazy, God. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben gets home to find Casey gone, but he notices the Hallcroft Book of the Dead on her vanity and sees the price tag and is like, oh, my daughter Defo stole this book. She 100% <laughs> robbed. <laughs> she robbed the local bookstore. <laughs> so that's a local crime that yeah. she did. And what, oh no, what's like the price for something to be a felony? Like there's a certain dollar amount that something needs to be if you steal it, it's a felony. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's definitely like over a thousand, but if something is like over a certain price point, like if you steal it, it's a felony. So be careful if you're out there thieving. I heard that Target actually keeps track if you steal stuff. Mm -hmm. And then if you get over a certain point, they just don't let you like shop there anymore. Yeah. Cause it becomes a felony. Once it's past a certain dollar amount. Ooh. <laughs> and then they turn you in. So be careful out there. I actually recently stole from, beep this out. <laughs> because what? I used, what did I you used the self-checkout. I stole a Cosmo. <laughs> I did the self-checkout. Cosmopolitan magazine in the year 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, a thing of like Chex Mix and then I, I was doing self-checkout. So I was scanning the magazine and it didn't scan on the first time. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to spend my <laughs> like, time doing I this. I did my due diligence. I, I tried. did my due diligence. <laughs> I tried and we're done. And so I just left. Wow. I paid for the Chex Mix. Got it. I got your confession on tape. I know. <laughs> You're like, that's right. I've been working for big news outlets. <laughs> I'm gonna. You're blacklisted. You'll never get a magazine again. You'll never be able to do a Cosmo quiz as long as you live. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Christ. So speaking of thieves, <laughs> Casey, she sends Eve to go into the bookstore for her because obviously she can't go in because she – She can't show her face there. She robbed them blind. <laughs> and um, Eve, she's like, you know, just go in, ask for volume two. You got this. So Eve goes in. She is looking at a book uh, upside down when the shopkeeper comes over to help her and she asks for – Hall Krauss Book of the Dead, Volume 2. And he's like, actually, I don't have Volume 2. I had Volume 1, but it was taken by a girl yesterday. And Eve is like, oh, my God, I know her. I know her. It's so crazy. So she brings the shopkeeper out and is like, there she is. So he starts yelling as Casey is running down the street. He's like, someone stop her. Call the police. But Casey just books it. This is the book. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you're kind of doing the most right now. Yeah, it's a little intense for me. So basically, Casey runs away and she's like, <sighs> Ben sees her from his car making a run for it because, like, he has been, you know, trying to get to past pages. And... Casey ends up running and falling in the street when a Mack truck <laughs> drives up and he's like, bah, bah, bah. and you think that this girl's head's about to get fucking popped like a melon. Like, why are you, can you not stop for a moment for the injured child to get out of the street? Like, where, where do you have to be? <laughs> I wonder if it's like, I think the reason that they hit people with trucks in movies is because you can't just like stop an 18 wheeler like it can't really stop short because but, he, but it but it does in like a second oh i guess maybe he doesn't <laughs> see the kid i don't know i don't know i don't know the, the logic is flawed yeah the logic is certainly <laughs> you just suspend your disbelief so yeah. she falls in the street though and mm -hmm. eve instead of like Going in there, picking her up, getting her out, like, mm -hmm. trying to get, like, you know, get her out of there. Yeah. She just stands in front of Casey and, like, puts up her hand and, like, <laughs> stops the truck, like, um, crosswalk style. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so, like, the truck could have stopped the entire yeah. time. Also, I wondered where she was when Michael... Um, Sally Owens' ex-husband or deceased husband was like getting run over when he got ran over with his hand truck. Um, yeah, Eve should have been there. Yeah, she could have saved a life. I wrote, Eve stops the truck with a firm hand. <laughs> I think my note is, um, instead of just getting her out of the street or the truck stopping for an injured child, the truck blasts its horn and Eve stands there with her hand out. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So Ben decides to be a dad and runs over and he's like, oh my God, like Casey. He had the day off so he could be a dad for like a minute. Yeah, he could be, he could be he had some time. And when he wasn't making a partner, he was being a dad. <laughs> and so he goes over and like hugs her. He thinks Eve and she's like, oh, it's no big deal. I used to be a police officer. Sure. And I'm like, fuck it, pig. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. He introduces himself and his daughter and she says like, Ben is a nice name and you're a nice man. And Eve is like, oh my God, are all the men here as handsome as you? Casey faints. <laughs> Same. Casey's down. <laughs> She's like, I used to be a police officer. Don't worry. Are all the men as handsome as you? 
Boom. I'm like, you're done. Yeah. You are done. <laughs> so Casey finally comes to from her couch. She's like, what happened? And thinks that this whole Eve thing was like a dream. She's like, oh my God, so crazy. And then, of course, Eve herself walks over with some juice for Casey. Casey screams. And her dad is like, no, 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 it's okay. Eve here stopped the truck and saved your life. At which point, Casey chokes on her juice. And Ben is like, oh, yeah, she's here because she has medical training. Sure. <laughs> she has medical training. <laughs> Let me see your license. Let me see your license to practice medicine before you touch my daughter. Maybe that would be a good question to ask. That shit's crazy. So he then... You know, thanks Eve for saving his daughter's life. And he's like, you know, we can give you a ride wherever you need to go. And she's like, oh my God, let's go to the mall. So they all <laughs> pile into his car. Wherever you need to go. Like where do you need to go to the doctor? Do you need to go to a relative's house? Are you okay? The mall, please. <laughs> yeah. Next stop. Beep, beep. So they get in the car Eve is super excited. She puts the top down and they're like, oh my God, like we haven't had the top down in ages. This woman is bringing fun back to our lives. And like she pressed a, a button. Yeah. You're, you drive a convertible. Mm -hmm. So they go to the mall, which I can only assume was also downtown. Mm -hmm. And at the mall, Eve is just in her glory. She tells Ben that people here are so beautiful and he's like, Oh, you can't always tell, like, what's real from what's plastic. And she's like, ah, everything is plastic where I come from. He's like, oh, you're from L.A.? Yeah. He's like, you're from L.A.? <laughs> and she's like, I'm from Sunnyvale. And he's like, oh, how long are you here? And she's like, oh, I don't know. This trip was kind of spur of the moment. And she, like, looks over at at Casey. She's, like, elbowing her and winking, like, like basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, in fact, like all of my things haven't even arrived yet. And they take the escalator up. Eve is not used to it. She is like one foot on the escalator, three mm -hmm. steps down her other foot. <laughs> yeah. She's like freaking out. And Casey's like, oh, they don't have escalators in Sunnyvale. Just like the most like naughty <laughs> little girl, just like eating up the fact that she's so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> My favorite part is coming up. <laughs> Eve is like, gets to the top, sees this wild outfit in the storefront, something with like a very Ty Pennington-esque theme. Um, and she's like, oh, this, this is exactly what I need. And then she remembers, uh, she doesn't have any of her credit cards. Mm. And Sugar Daddy Ben is like, hey, hey, this might be a little forward, but Given the circumstances, what if um I take out a line of credit for you? How does $1 million sound? What if I, you know, take out a second? We're an inventing Anna. What if I take out a second mortgage on my house so I can take this beautiful woman I just met five seconds ago on a shopping spree? She, he's like, this might be a little forward, but I'm a pay piggy. <laughs> I'm willing to, whatever you need. I want you to spit on me. Ben is out here in women's Instagram DM requests. He's just he's looking like, for a sugar baby. <laughs> he's like, I know this might be a little forward, but if you give me two pictures of your feet, I'll give you $1 million. <laughs> Done. 
done, sold, you got me. <laughs> sold to the man with a million dollars. You put like a gavel sound in like. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, here are my credit cards where, you know, I'll buy you whatever you need. Yeah. Just until you get your things back. And Casey's like, what? The financial decisions you're She's making like, right now, Dad. Squeeze me. <laughs> and Eve is like, oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. Like she hugs him. And he's like, you know what? Cherry on top. Why don't you live in our guest house? <laughs> and Casey's like, that's mom's old studio. Like Are this man hasn't even me? like he's been living like a monk for the last two years. And he sees one beautiful woman mm-hmm. and he's like, take all my money in my house. <laughs> What do you say? Do we have a deal? Do we have a deal? Hey, take my daughter too. (laughs) Yeah, she's getting in the way of me making partner. Get her out of here. She's like, Daddy, I need this. Daddy, come to my games. I'm like trying to make partner over here. (laughs) And so after this transpires, Eve goes into the store. Casey's like, Dad, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and Ben's like, sorry, I got a call from the firm. Like, go go in there. I'll be in in a minute. And Casey is, like, pissed. Yeah. Eve is like, oh, my God. Like, your dad's so nice. And she's like, why don't you stay in a fucking dollhouse? So as Eve is shopping in the store, she, like, tells off a woman for wearing fur. Bold. Casey is super over this whole shopping trip. It's obviously not her thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, remind me to thank Drew for this later. And explains to Eve that Drew is the one that gave her the Eve doll for her birthday. Eve is just picking out clothes left and right and goes up to the mirrors and just goes, dress me and casey's like i'm going home (laughs) i'm done with this conversation we're done and she's like oh come on casey i've never dressed myself before and then we get a classic 2000s montage shopping montage to say la vie by bewitched say la vie classic Eve tries on all these gorgeous outfits. I mean, it's Tyra Banks, so obviously she looks amazing in all of them. Mm -hmm. Then having the time of his life, he's like, I cannot wait to have to get another credit card to pay off all the debt uh, that I've incurred today. Certainly. So their next stop is lunch, of course. It looks like a pretty upscale restaurant, like Mm -hmm. white tablecloths, and Eve is reading the menu upside down. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. (laughs) So Casey flips it right side up for her, and (laughs) Eve is like, I can't read anything on this menu. (laughs) And Ben is like, I know everything's in Italian except the prices. Uh I'm like... Only a man would, like, flip everything this woman is saying Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, this is all explainable. Oh, yeah. He's just filling in the blanks with, like, whatever he needs to. (laughs) So they bring out the bread for the table, and Eve smells this bread. She tears it open. You can actually see steam in the movie. Mm -hmm. It looks really good. Which I think was a very nice touch, (laughs) yeah. And she's like, oh, like, it it smells so good. And then... He, like, sees this happening and offers her some butter. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And just starts eating the chunks of butter. Like, mmm, mmm. She's going to have to join um, Butter of the Month Club a la Bride Wars. 
So true. And he's like, so where is Sunnyvale? And she's like, oh, it's a perfect town right in the middle of America where the sun always shines. What is the state that's like in the middle? I think it's like Montana. I don't think so because I think Montana is – you drive like through Montana to get to the Canadian border to go to Alberta. Kansas City is the biggest major town I'm seeing in like smack in the middle of the Mm. United States. Nebraska is what I was thinking of, but I wasn't sure if it was more north. It's a little north. I would say like Kansas and – or yeah, Kansas and Colorado. Mm. That's crazy. Sunnyvale, Kansas. (laughs) Sunnyvale, Kansas. (laughs) What else does she say? He's like, oh, you know, what do you do? She's like, I've done lots of different things, law enforcement, medicine, office work. And Ben's like, ugh. You know, I would kill for a good secretary. <laughs> I just ha- I just fired my fourth one this month, and I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, don't get hired yeah. as Ben's secretary. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, maybe you could help me tomorrow. And Eve is like, oh, of course. Even though I do so many things, my real passion is to help girls. I strive to show them a positive view of womanhood and show them all the things that are possible. And this really touches Ben. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know what? My wife believed in that too. And somehow this leads him to the question, (laughs) have you ever been married? And she's like, no, it's a shame because I look awesome in a wedding dress. (laughs) Totally normal thing to say. That's so cool of her to say, yeah. And she just tells him that the men back home are really hot, but they're so stiff. And he is the most interesting man she's ever met. Him? Him? (laughs) The way that Christina's nostrils are flared right now. (laughs) And he's like, wow, you should get out more because I got to tell you, like, I know my strengths. I'm worried about you. (laughs) And it's not one of them. And he excuses himself. And while he's gone, Eve tells Casey that her dad is so much cuter than the guys back in Sunnyvale. And Casey's like, stay away from him. You're a doll, remember? So she's not the wing woman here. Mm -hmm. Casey, back at home, ends up logging on to the World Wide Web. And she sees on the bookstore website that volume two of the book won't be in stock for another week. We don't have that kind of time. No, we do not. According to the spell, she has to turn Eve back into, like, get do, like, the other reversal spell or whatever mm-hmm. before the sun sets on the fourth day after the initial spell. So she only has three days left. So a week isn't going to cut yeah. it. Meanwhile, Eve is in the guest house. She is mesmerized by the television. She watches like a Western and she watches like an action movie. And then she sees this old romance movie where a woman slaps a man when he tries to kiss her. But then they like end up kissing anyways. And she's, you know, learning the ways of humans through this. (laughs) Understanding humanity. (laughs) Yeah. And then she finds the shopping network, so she is right at home, and I'm sure spending more of Ben's money. (laughs) Absolutely. The next thing we see is Casey going up to her dad. She actually reveals to him what happened, but he clearly doesn't believe her. (laughs) And she's like, no, but like for real. And 
she like mentions how she like acts and stuff and he's like okay yeah there are a couple of things that like might be off about her but she's so sweet aka she's hot she's hot and she pays attention to me so it's like so transparent yeah the motives of the men in this movie are so (laughs) transparent oh absolutely Casey's like not happy, obviously. She storms back out into her room, throws the Eve box, and she sees the letter of authenticity for her Eve doll. Mm-hmm. And Casey reads it. She notices that the registered number is printed on it. Mm-hmm. So she starts thinking, like, how can I prove this uh, girl is really a doll? Next day, Ben brings Eve into the office. She's wearing this very cute, like, little two-piece set. I actually really like it. He's like, I bought this for her. (laughs) Why don't we get you a little job? We can give you more of my money. Yeah, you can do a little typey-typey and um, lunch is on the house. So he introduces introduces her to the office manager, I assume, Ellen, and uh, asks Ellen to help Eve get situated. So Ellen starts filling out Eve's, like, paperwork. She asked for her last name, and Eve is like, I don't have one. No one has asked this woman for her last name. You let this woman move into your house, and you don't even know her last name. (laughs) Given the circumstances, do you want to spend a little bit of my money? (laughs) A little bit of my money. (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) Just a couple, you know, thousand (laughs) dollars. (laughs) Given the circumstances, I think I can procure – so let's – Let's start out low. A loan of $200,000. And you know what? While I'm at it, let me throw in a yacht with your name on it. Oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah. Ellen asks Eve for her address. And when she asks what state Sunnyvale is in, Eve is like, the Sunshine State. And Ellen's like, oh, Florida. Got it. Hate that shit. Done. (laughs) She asks Eve what her previous position was. And Eve is like, oh, I was helping out with the space shuttle. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Sure. (laughs) So Secretary Eve gets to work. She gets all set up at her desk and her computer. And Ben asks her to enter some letters into the file. So what does she do first? Watches the screensaver. Zoom, zoom around on the screen and she's like whoa like whoa she's like moving her head to follow it mm-hmm. and then she <laughs> I think this is my favorite part of the movie one by one she, d- she selects each file and it's like it's like business taxes confidential uh, depositions <laughs> Yeah, confidential. And she's like, delete, 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 doo doo, boo boo, doo doo, beep boop. Delete, all clean. <laughs> and Richie oh notices her. He's like, Fucking a little horn dog and of he's the like, year. Yeah. You know, office sexual assaulter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ooh, oh, okay. And so he's like, Hey, babe, like, I don't think uh, Ben would want you to delete all of those files. Here, let me restore those for you. <laughs> beep, beep. And he restores all the fire, the files, and I'm like... <laughs> the financial like, ruin that she could have caused. <laughs> thank God. Like, Eve turns back into a doll 
months later, Ben's like, I'm broke. <laughs> He's like, I'm out $6 million <laughs> and my company is suing me because I deleted <laughs> confidential files. <laughs> Don't be shy, be a star. Oh my gosh. So um what happens? He's like, I can give you some computer tips. <laughs> and then Ben is like, Eve, uh, can I see you in my office? And she's like, You want me to go in there? Like indicating to this intercom machine. Yeah. She's like, I have to go in the ether. And I'm like, different movie, sweetie. <laughs> It's a different movie. So he, like, comes out and he's like, Eve, like, oh, it's the button to the right. You know, it's different in every office. Mm. A man has an excuse for everything. (laughs) Beckons her into the the office. And then he goes over to Richie and's like, oh, that's Eve. That's the woman I told you about. And Richie... It's like, oh, we'll we'll take a rain check on those computer skills. And she's like, okay, I'll wear my razzle-dazzle raincoat. (laughs) (laughs) So when Eve walks away, Richie's like, you really took my suggestion to move on. And Ben is like, there is nothing going on between us. So Richie's like, oh, you don't mind if I ask Eve to the firm party tonight? And he's like, Ben, like, you dog, you freaking, you little so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> so Ben goes into his office where Eve is waiting for him, and he's rubbing his neck. And she's like, oh, my goodness, like, let me sit you down and give you a massage. I used to be a massage therapist. The innuendo in this movie is, like, kind of bonkers. It is pretty insane. So she's, like, giving him a massage. He is literally mid-moan. <laughs> oh, uh. <laughs> when Drew comes in and she's like, Are you new here? <laughs> and he introduces <laughs> So Ben introduces Drew and Eve, and Drew's like, Oh my god, have we met before? You look so familiar. Like, did we go to law school together? And he's like, No, 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 Eve's from out of town. You look so familiar. Did we go to law school together? That's a crazy question. <laughs> Like, law school? You look so familiar. Did I collect dolls with your face on them for, like, 20 years growing up? Or was that law school? I wonder. <laughs> I'm going to fall off my chair. <laughs> yeah. I want, like, a little, like, thought bubble in that moment. It's like, do-do-do-do. And we see, like, her wall at home, and it's like, Eve doll, Eve doll. <laughs> law school, was it? <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so drew she's having a moment ben is like drew and i have to go to this meeting you know eve i'll have ellen the office manager show you what to do you're in great hands Mm -hmm. so eve is like love this for me let me go back to my desk and type out the document I was assigned. And I don't know why they don't just copy this document. Like, maybe it's an email yeah, memo she needs to send out. they have a photocopier. I really couldn't tell you what's going on here. But she does type it, and she's like, do-do-do-do-do-do. And she's <laughs> typing away. And this Alan comes up to her, looks over her shoulder. When I tell you that this looks like the pamphlet template on Word... Where it's like J-K-F-G-W-Q-R. She just looks so confident and happy. And Alan is like, 
I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna end it all. Like this is how I'm gonna go postal. Do you know what this reminded me of? Um I guess Sim. I mean, yes. But also <laughs> when I was in high school, um, I had a paper due and I like simply did not have the time to like get it done before it was due. Okay. <laughs> so my school didn't pay for like Word or PowerPoint. We had like open office and all those like free versions. But I had like Word on my computer at home and there was always issues when you wanted to open a Word document in open office. Like the formatting would always be super fucked up. So I copied like <laughs> five pages or however long the essay had to be of like literal like symbols and gibberish and all this <laughs> stuff. And I sent it to my teacher and she was like, I tried opening the file, but like the file's corrupted. I was like, oh my God, I will send you like another copy tomorrow, like tonight when I get home. So I had like an extra day to do my essay. You're like, it was a big brain moment. <laughs> but my page, it literally looked like what Eve's computer looked like. <laughs> Your teacher's just like, not even like saying like, oh, like, did you not send me the, she's like, my computer you'd never believe like yeah. so sorry mm-hmm. and you're like that's so that's, that's like so, crazy that's so crazy I'm our nerd. <laughs> yeah i did it was just, it was like Googling a very <laughs> five pages of gibberish <laughs> i think it was like part of it because i was like on tumblr at the time so i copied some like code um like html oh. code from like a blog and like some other random shit like different symbols and stuff um, it wasn't like a big assignment or anything crazy like that. It was like a pretty, I think it was maybe like a three page paper or like three to five page paper, but I just didn't have time. So I, I improvised. You had to make that bitch. You had to trick that bitch. <laughs> you had to bamboozle her. I did. You know, I've did been bamboozled her. before. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing Eve has to do is shred documents. Shit is flying out of the copier. She it's smoking like mm-hmm. I don't even know why, but her her hair is unquaffed, like as if she's been running up and down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And Ellen comes in and she's like, "What's like going on?" And she's like, "We have to save the environment. Like we have to recycle." <laughs> and she like rips this like box of papers out of Eve's hands, and Eve is like, "I broke a nail." <laughs> Ellen is just like so sick of her bullshit. Yeah. So she brings her to this like room and she calls Francine. She's like, Francine, get this dumb bitch a cab. Like, get her out of my sight. And Eve is like, I don't get it. I'm the perfect secretary. Like, I've never failed. And Ellen is actually quite understanding. She's like, you know, we can't succeed at everything. And if I looked half as good as you, like, ugh, I can't even get this guy at the office to look at me. And Eve is like, well, that I can do. I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. So she does a little makeover. She's like, you're beautiful. Like, you have amazing skin. All you need is just a touch of blush to, like, brighten up your natural, like, whatever. And Ellen loves her new look. And she introduces Eve to Francine. And Francine's like, whoa. So the ladies love her. Like, she gets Mm. along really well with people despite her lack of skills and knowledge. (laughs) Yes. 
Meanwhile, uh, Casey goes into the Caboodles toy store and she asks the cashier about the Eve like certificate. And she's like, oh yeah, every authentic Eve doll has a number stamped on the bottom of their foot to prove that you have like the authentic thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, all I gotta do is find that stamp on Eve's foot and I can prove to daddy that this woman is a doll. Mm-hmm. So she goes home, goes straight into the guest house, and takes off Eve's shoe and finds the serial number. And she's like, now I can prove to my dad. And Eve's like, well, can't you wait until after tonight? Because I'm going to his office party with (laughs) Richard. (laughs) Can you wait until after tonight? Because I have a really fab dress planned out. Yeah. I'm going to go on a date with Richard. Yeah. I have, a, I have a disgusting date that I simply must go to. <laughs> so that night, Eve goes to the party. Drew says hello to Ben, and Richie and Eve make a grand entrance. Eve looks incredible. She has, like, this red dress on where it's, like, one um, – shoulder it's like it's like a one shoulder dress yeah, like an and it's red yeah yeah and the other side is like has this lacy black mm-hmm. thing going on this detail yeah. looking fab so ben and true joke that richie doesn't waste any time and says she hopes her self-defense skills are better than her secretarial skills yeah what and i'm like <clears throat> why haven't you fired this man yeah if this is a joke that you're making it's yeah. very, like, succession-esque. Yeah, it's pretty grim, especially for a Disney movie. I'm like, oh, he assaults women. Ha ha it's ha. Like Lester. Do you remember oh Lester my gosh. in succession? Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Mm-hmm. I totally lost my chair. So, Drew tells him that she heard Eve left the office in shambles and Ben is like, oh yeah, I heard that too. But then when I came back, like Ellen and Francine were raving about her. So he is willing to forgive and forget. He's filling in all the blanks he needs to. I feel like I've heard about this before. Like this phenomenon mm. of like men filling in blanks. There's probably a term for it. Yeah. Um, Let's call it like potholing. Oh yeah, like filling in a filling in a pothole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This is yeah. an article for a reductress. The only other thing that came to mind was like, I was like, oh, what's something where you like fill in a gap? But caulking sounds too sexual. <laughs> what? What's this? This man's like making all these excuses for, oh, caulking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's caulking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about spackling? Spackling? Oh, yeah. That's, that's where you like, f- is that where you like fill in a hole? Mm-hmm. If you like it nails a mm. hole in a wall and then you take yeah. out the nail or something, you spackle it. Yeah. Paint over it. Maybe we'll do a poll on the story. Um, let us know what yeah. you like best. Potholing, caulking, or spackling. <laughs> yes. And then we'll we'll enter it into the lexicon. We'll make it catch on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but back to the movie. So <laughs> Eve and, you know, Richie, they're walking in and she tells Richie, that this is more exciting than Eve's grand ball in Sunnyvale. And he's like, wow, they sure make them different in Sunnyvale. And Eve's like, oh, I wasn't made in Sunnyvale. I was made in Indonesia, but packaged locally. Wild thing to say. And he's like, I love Indonesians. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like really rough. weird. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. cringe. Yeah. 
So Eve then starts digging into the buffet. She is stuffing her mouth with all these appetizers. Richie brings her some punch and she starts just shoving appetizers into his mouth. And he's like, oh my God, you're crazy. You're like so crazy. <laughs> you're so silly. God, you're wild. <laughs> he literally does say that though. He's like, yeah. you're wild. Oh my gosh. So then like this old couple starts approaching them and he's like, oh God, it's Mr. and Mrs. Boring to Eve. So she downs her drink, probably her first ever drop of alcohol, and uh, (laughs) she addresses them as Mr. and Mrs. Boring. And they're kind of like, are you a lawyer too? And (laughs) she's like, well, I have been, but what I do now depends on what outfit I'm wearing. Not amused. Yeah. Ben and Drew have a dance on the dance floor, but Ben is like looking about. He is Mm. somewhere else. And Drew is like, are you thinking about the deposition? Always a workaholic, this one. Mm -hmm. And Eve continues to talk to Mr. and Mrs. Boring about world hunger and poverty and how she is the perfect role model for girls. These people, these extras do not have any speaking lines really. So they just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and and Eve is like, why did they leave? Like, I don't understand. I'm like, sweetie, the director told them to get out of the shop. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know why. There wasn't really any wrap up. Mm-mm. And Ben and Drew make their way back to Richie and Eve, and they say hello. They, like, mingle for a second, and this, like, upbeat, spicy song comes on, Mm. and Eve is like, ah, Ben, like, let's dance. And Eve and Ben start dancing, but Eve actually steps on his feet, and she's like, I don't get it. Like, I'm such a good dancer (laughs) in Sunnyvale. And Ben is like, relax, just listen to the music. I'm like... (laughs) What you you you? <laughs> but she does end up getting the hang of it, and they do this whole dance. Oh my god! And like at first, it's like okay, they're like getting the hang of it, and then like Eve walks around him. She's like she, choreo, like, like a shimmy. <laughs> She's like twisting and turning, and I'm like okay, yeah. It's a little much. Then it's a sickness in it. <laughs> Oh man. And Drew is just looking on dismayed. She turns to Richie and she's like, How is a girl supposed to compete with that? I would feel bad, but I don't really like Drew, so I don't really feel that bad. Um But yeah, Ben tells Eve that whenever he's with her, he forgets about work and pressure and clients. Whoa. Whoa. And she's like, You think about that stuff too much. Life should be fun. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. Life's fun. (laughs) She's like, why are you worrying about money? Some, like, lovely man will just give you his credit card in the middle of the mall. (laughs) (laughs) And a place to stay. People are so nice. so worried? Oh, is it because you're not pretty enough? Oh, okay. He can't help you there. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, so... Ben is like, wow, you really do think it's that simple, don't you? And she's like, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben, can I borrow $10,000? <laughs> 
Ben is just sitting there in the sequel to this movie being like, I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> is that from like Tiger King or something? TBT. <laughs> um, Casey actually can't go to college because he spent her entire tuition fund on this Ben's woman. like, you don't understand. <laughs> I need to make a partner. Please. <laughs> He's like, I've written a lot of checks that can't be cashed right now. <laughs> the sequel to this is actually oh. um, the avi- what is it called? The Aviator with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's where he makes all the fake checks. Catch me if you can. Yes. Catch me if you can. Yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> Eve goes back to the buffet um, and she's like talking to Richie and she's like, oh, my God. Ben is so nice. He's such a nice guy. And Richie's like, yeah, he's a little too nice. Eve, if you were staying in my house, I'd never let you out. I'm like, what? Bro, what? <laughs> Dude, you're disgusting. If you were staying in my house, I'd chain you up like like a little dog and put you in a cage. And she's like, what? what? <laughs> it's very, it puts the lotion on the skin and I'm not into it. <laughs> Wait, what? Like Silence of the Lambs. Oh my god. Wait, what was the, th- the thing you said though? It puts the lotion on the skin. We're like <laughs> We're like in the hole and like lower down the basket with the lotion. You just like put the lotion on. It's very it's <laughs> disgusting. I gotta watch this movie again, I think. Cause um, I just, I know the basic plot, but I don't remember that like <laughs> reference. It's pretty it's pretty gross. Um but yeah, Richie's a creep. That's all that matters. That's all we need to really mm-hmm. know at this point. <laughs> a little too nice. I'd lock <laughs> you up and not let you go. <laughs> I've never done that before, though. <laughs> no, never. Um, he then asks Eve very out of the blue. He's like, you know, with all the things that you do, how do you find the time to work out? <laughs> yeah, how do you have time to have this fucking banging bod that's my question and she's like well fitness is very important she's like well i never brush my teeth i never wash my legs or anything else (laughs) have you seen that fucking thing on tiktok where they're like no you don't need to wash your body with soap stop (laughs) yes you do absolutely you do i don't know what's wrong with people what's the alternative they're like just a splash of water you're done. Yep. You are done. <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. The movie podcast. So, yes. Richie asks how she finds time to work out. And she says, fitness is very important to me. Did you know I'm anatomically correct? This really gets Richie's gears going uh, because mm-hmm. he then suggests they get out of here and go somewhere quiet where they can be alone. And she actually slaps him for being so forward. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I wasn't being forward. And she looks at him. And he's like, okay, maybe a little bit. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And he apologizes for acting that way. I'm just a, I'm just a man. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a man. How am I supposed to know how to respect a woman? And um, she's like, you know what? You don't need to act at all. And women will love you for just being yourself. You're friendly, and you're funny, and you're really handsome. And he's like, oh my god, that's the nicest, most honest thing a woman's ever said to me. And I'm like, so is this movie telling me that all gross men need 
is for like a woman to overlook a quick slap and a compliment. <laughs> yeah, to compliment them and then they won't be disgusting anymore cuz that's not the case. That's simply not true and it's been tested. <laughs> yeah. And it has been field tested many a time. <laughs> but then the band is like, "Hey, any special requests?" and Eve is like, "Uh, yes, please." rushes up to the stage and requests the song be a star and they're like well we don't know it but if you sing it we'll follow you (laughs) she's like be a star this is the national anthem (laughs) you don't know it oh my gosh yeah so she gets on stage (laughs) sorry she gets on stage and she's like starts singing immediately and the band kind of like is like okay i'll hit the cymbals here sure (laughs) she makes her way like down the steps of the stage and like kind of gets everyone to join in dancing and she's singing and she gets like this judge that we find out is like kind of like a harsh guy and he's like dancing and having fun with eve so the moral of the story is like Eve gets everyone to have fun and, like, breaks them out of their comfort zone. Did you hear that line they said about the judge? I had never picked up on it because, like, I watched this as a child. But I think Richie says, well, his briefs will never be the same again, which is a crazy double (laughs) entendre. He did say that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, damn, there's some, like, adult humor in this movie. That whole ball, like, dinner party scene. Yeah is, like, not for kids. No, not at all. <laughs> like, at all. I don't even think, like, a small, like, a, a 10-year-old, 11-year-old wouldn't even understand anything that happens in that no, scene. not at all. And also, can you imagine you're a lawyer, you work at this firm, you go to a work party, and the woman that starts working there that day starts singing a song in third person all about how great she is? That would be fucking crazy. <laughs> the song literally starts, like, Eve's great. <laughs> no matter what. And I'm like, this would be insane behavior in real life, but everyone gets really into it somehow. That's what we call insane year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, so that happens. And Richie is on the side. He kind of notices something out of his peripheral vision, and it's Alan. So he goes over to Alan. He's like, this isn't, I'm not being creepy or anything. I, like, I, I'm not going to sexually assault you, um, you look beautiful tonight. And she's like, thank you. And he's like, would you like to dance? And she's like, yes. Yes. So Richie was the guy. Yeah. That was the guy. I was afraid of it. And my worst nightmares became Mm -hmm. reality. Ellen, we got to sit down. We got to talk about self-esteem. And Mm -hmm. we got to start aiming a little bit higher, I think. Because you seem like a lovely lady. And that dude is a creep. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the night, Eve and Ben go home, and Eve is like, you know, this is a night I'll never forget. He's like, same. So he walks her to the guest house. She looks at like the stars in the sky and uh, just kind of marvels at them because she's never really seen stars before. And he points out some different constellations. She looks at the moon and she's like, wow. I never thought the moon could be so romantic. But there's just one thing that's missing to make it a perfect evening. A perfect (laughs) evening. (laughs) 
So they lean in, they're about to kiss, and who comes out of the house at that exact moment but Casey, of course. And she's just like, how could you, Dad? How could you? Dad, how could you, Dad? (laughs) And Eve is like, Casey, your eyes are all wet. (laughs) This is when Casey punches her. Damn, that's crazy. Why you, Why are your eyes wet? <laughs> Can you just go back inside so I go back to making out with your father real quick? Thanks. So Casey says, like, runs off. She runs back into the house. Ben runs mm-hmm. after her. And Casey is obviously very upset. She's crying. And Ben's like, nothing happened. As if something wasn't about to happen. And Casey is like, you know, Eve was just trying to kiss you to get you to fall in love with her. And Ben is like, hey, 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 nobody's falling in love with anybody. And Casey's like, and you even let Eve stay in mom's special place. Everything is ruined, and I hate you. Yikes. Very dramatic moment. That just sounds so scary. Like, not scary, like, ooh, fear. But, like, to have your kids say, I hate you. Yeah. like, you just must feel so shitty. Yeah. Next day, Casey has football practice. Again, bad attitude. She calls that kid a wiener head and gets benched. And Eve comes over to her on the bench and says, sports are fun. And Casey's like, if you're looking for my dad, he's not here. He doesn't come to my games or any practices. (laughs) Like, he's not going to be here. Go Mm. to the office. But Eve is like, no, I'm here for you. And she asks Casey about last night and the water on her cheeks. And Casey's like, it's called crying. But Eve is confused. And Casey's like, well, when people are sad, it makes tears in their eyes. And Eve is like, where did the tears come from? And she's like, here, indicating her heart. I'm like, that's not anatomically correct. (laughs) But okay. And Eve is like, I just don't get it because being a human is so fun. But Casey's like, you don't know the first thing about being human. And Eve is like, of course I do. It's so easy. And Casey tells her that she's never been hurt. She's never loved someone so much and lost them forever. And we finally get the story kind of of how like Casey's mom passed away. Mm-hmm. She says that she went to um, a do- her doctor just for a routine checkup. And then she like got sick. And the next thing she knew, like her mom wasn't around anymore and nothing was ever the same. Eve does like intake this information mm-hmm. and tells her that what happened to her wasn't fair and every girl deserves their mother and no one can replace her. So she is quite understanding of, like, Casey's situation, even though she has, like, no sense of reality or trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, And Eve tells her that she has the perfect thing for a time like this and to meet her at home when she's done. Back at the office, Drew goes into Ben's office and she's like, you know, we're all set for tomorrow. If you nail the deposition, then you'll win the case and then you'll be a shoe in for partner. And she then starts to bring up Eve's like paperwork that Ellen filled out. And she's like, you know, the last three jobs listed is like she worked at NASA. She was a cop and a doctor like something's not adding up there's something really strange about her 
I'm worried she might be up to something. Finally, somebody being somewhat rational in this film. Sounds reasonable, I would say. And what does Ben say? He's like, oh, she's a little strange, but she's harmless. Pish posh. How do you know? How do you know that, sir? And Drew is like, "Mm, well, maybe I'm just jealous, but I'd keep an eye on her. And as she's leaving the office, Ben is like, hey, Drew, it's good to know you're jealous. This man is playing the field a little bit right now. I would be infuriated by that response. As would I. (laughs) Be like, you're glad I'm jealous. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yeah, what kind of fucking mind games are you playing? Oh, gosh. Back at home, Eva's like, I'm going to cook something up for my girl, Casey, my special friend. And she's like, hmm, Eve's magic cookbook. Blue stars, blue stars. Can't find it. She's like, well, I'll just have to improvise. Next thing we know, Casey arrives home to a burning building. Everything (laughs) gone. Shambles. She rushes into the kitchen. The food's burnt. Mm. We're talking like roast on fire, burnt. Or maybe it was like a cake. Yeah. And Eve is freaking out. She's like, Casey, help, please. And Casey gets the fire extinguisher. She puts out this burning cake. And Eve is like, oh, I feel like such an idiot. So much for vanilla surprise. <laughs> I think Casey says something like really mean. She's like, what was the surprise supposed to be like a burnt down house? Yeah. Um, something like that. And Eve is just like having a meltdown. She's like, I can't type. I can't cook. I'm supposed to be such a good role model. But look at me. And Casey just starts laughing her ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes this reflective like pan down from the counter and she's like, Eve, look at yourself. You look insane. And Eve looks at herself and starts laughing. And she shows Casey her reflection, too. And they just laugh together, covered in that white, like, fire extinguisher Mm. goo. Wow. Bonding. So after this whole debacle, the girls have both taken a shower, gotten rid of that fire extinguisher goo. And Eve is brushing Casey's hair and tells her what pretty eyes she has. Casey's like, oh, they're not that great, but Eve insists that they are, and she tells her that she's a pretty girl, and there's nothing wrong with showing that sometimes, and she has a really sweet smile. And Casey talks about how her dad used to call it her 100-watt smile, but it's short-circuited. And Eve is like, wow, I really wish I could help bring that smile back. You know, I've barely helped any girls. Nobody even wants to buy me anymore. So Casey pulls out the Eve box and she's like, well, you're already beautiful, so lose the sparkle and shine stuff. And you're a classic overachiever. Nobody should be this good at this much stuff. But Eve is like, well, I'm supposed to be perfect. And, you know, it's really hard to be the best at everything. But Casey says that it's human to make mistakes and not be good at everything. And Casey says that perfect is boring. And her mom taught her that it's not about being the best, but trying your best. Yeah. Yeah. And Eve realizes that she doesn't have to be perfect all the time. So Eve tells Casey that it looks to her like Casey's just given up trying and she's always pushing. (laughs) Did she say that? Like, (laughs) that forthright? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's like, well, it looks to me like you've given up trying, you know? You're always pushing people away. I was like, damn. 
Holy shit. Pretty bold. Mm -hmm. So Casey's like, you know, everything's been different since my mother passed away and nobody understands, which I can only imagine like as a kid, it must be pretty isolating Mm -hmm. and even encourages her to give people a chance and says that her mom would want her to be happy and to have friends. And she tells her that she has so much to offer. She just has to let it out. And Casey tells Eve she's okay, and they hug, and they kind of have a reconciliation of sorts. Then Ben walks in. He sees this beautiful moment between Eve and Casey, and the girl's, like, just talking about how much fun they had that day. And he's like, all right, I think it's way past someone's bedtime. And Eve tucks Casey in and says goodnight to her. So in the hallway, Ben tells Eve that he hasn't seen Casey smile this much in a long time. And he says goodnight to her, is about to leave. But she stops Ben and she tells him how great Casey was at practice today. And he's like, yeah, I used to go all the time, but work just keeps getting in the way. And Eve is like, well, I'm sure once things slow down, you'll be at every game again. You're her biggest fan, right? And, like, obviously when he makes partner, things are not going to be slowing down. So you kind of missed the boat on that, buddy. I don't understand how he's planning to be a better dad once he has more on his plate. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. That morning, Casey packs her bag. It's the day of the championship game. And Ben promises that he's going to be there. And she's like, yeah, okay. So then Casey gets an email on her lap, like her, not her laptop, her gigantic desktop computer. And I don't even know why this is a graphic, but there's like a graphic of like this letter opening and it's her as like a little stick figure football player. And it says that volume two has come into past pages. So Eve, meanwhile, is watching news in the guest house and they're reporting on how Eve doll sales are continuing to drop and the company is starting to pull back on production and they're going to decide within like two weeks whether or not they're just going to like stop the line altogether. Mm -hmm. So Casey busts in and she's like, oh my God, Eve, volume two came in. But since today is the fourth day, come sunset, the spell will become permanent and you will never have to be a doll again, which kind of confused me with that phrasing. Because I was like, why even mention volume two then if you don't plan on using it? But um, she tells Eve, we don't need that book anymore. You're part of the family now. And Eve starts freaking out and is trying to explain to Casey like the whole thing with her doll being like discontinued. But the, like, car honks outside, and she's like, oh, that's my ride. See you at the game. Bye. Bye. So Casey gets ready for the championship game, but neither Eve nor her dad are in the crowd. Back at the office, Ben is waiting for um, – I don't think it's his client. I think it's, like, the opposing client. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're running late to, like, be – annoying and like throw them off but yeah it's definitely obnoxious because ben's like oh i'm gonna be like the worst father of the year mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looks at his planner in big letters he wrote like casey's championship game and he like gets up he starts packing up his stuff and richie and you are like where are you going and he's like 
You are more than prepared to handle this. I'm going to go to Casey's game. And on his way out, he runs into his boss and his boss is like, you know, where are you going? And he's like, I missed all of Casey's games this year. I'm not about to miss her last one. If this jeopardizes my chance at partner, so be it. But I already lost someone who I love so much. Like, I can't lose my daughter, too. Good for you. Finally. So Casey is playing in her championship game. Uh, She gets tackled really badly, I guess. I really don't understand football, so I don't really know what's happening in this game. But alas, she gets tackled. And as she's getting back up, Ben arrives. He sits with one of the other parents. And as she's about, I think she like catches the ball or she's about to catch the ball. And her dad yells, go KC! And she gets distracted and she's like, oh my God. She then gets the shit knocked out of her because she's distracted, but she's excited. So things are looking up. Mm -hmm. I think that when her dad comes, it's like the first quarter still. It's like pretty early on in the game. Mm. Back to Eve. Um, Eve has the new cut. She's like, I have a bob now and bangs. Sure. And she walks through the streets of the city. Um, She sees the Eve doll being displayed at Caboodles. And the woman who we've seen a couple times working at this toy store looks at Eve back at the dolls, looks at Eve, and she's like, oh, my God. (laughs) You know she believes in dolls coming alive. Like, you could tell. Absolutely. The next stop Eve goes to is past pages, and you kind of get the picture of what she's going to do. Yeah. Meanwhile, back of the game, my note says, I don't know, football things are happening. Eve finally makes it to the game. There's 12 seconds left. I think they're down by four. So if they have Mm. one more touchdown, they can win the game. Thank you to our resident sports correspondent, Mo Cruz. (laughs) Because I got nothing for you guys. But Eve finally makes it to the game. She tells Ben that she came to say goodbye. But he's like, oh, tell me later. Like, the game's almost over. Everyone's, like, cheering. (laughs) So Casey passes to Wiener. He almost gets the touchdown just centimeters away. But they lose. So Ben goes up to Casey on the field. And he's like, you know what? That was the best pass I've ever seen. And they hug. And he tells her how proud he is of her. And she was great out there. And he apologizes for not being there for her. And says that it just hurt too much to do the things that they used to do with her mom. But she would be so proud of her. And, like, that has got to be really difficult. to, Because I'm sure he also feels really isolated in his grief. Like, that's the hardest thing is that they're both so isolated in their grief. Like, what they really need is to be able to rely on each other and they just haven't been able to. So I got like, I got a little emotional at this scene. I'm not going to lie. Just a little bit. Um, It is very sweet to see them, you know, kind of be open with each other for the first time in the movie. And Casey says that she misses her mom too. And they hug some more and they cry together and Eve watches them and she starts to cry for the very first time. And Ben has Casey show him her 100-watt smile. Yeah. It definitely, like, how can you as a, as a, like, an older, like, man relate to grief being felt by, like, your teenage daughter, right? It's, like, such a different place to be in. So, and I can only imagine, like, the masculinity, like, 
the composure that you would want to keep as a parent to make your child feel like safe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So after the game, <laughs> Casey and Wiener have a moment and they notice Eve is gone. And Wiener's mother gives them a message from Eve. She said goodbye. She found someone to read the book to her and she's heading home. And Casey's like, oh my God, like, I don't get why Eve's going back. There's no time to explain, Dad. We have to, like, go. Where do they go? Marathon Toys headquarters. <laughs> Eve takes a cab to the company headquarters. How does she pay? Great question. A, a pretty smile. <laughs> and one foot photo. <laughs> yeah. And one foot photo. And she's like, I'm home. Where do I go? And the security guard is like, just follow the footsteps. And she makes her way to these two huge metal doors. When she opens them up, it's like Eve's Sunnyvale, right? It has like all the different houses and stuff and like her car. There she starts reciting the spell. So at this point, Casey and Ben finally get to the headquarters. They approach the security guard and they're like, did a woman who looks like an Eve doll come in here? And he was like, oh, yeah, the woman from the photo shoot. She came, you know, to get her last check. I sent her to payroll. Just follow the footsteps. So Casey and Ben follow the footsteps on the floor. They get to, like, the payroll room. The door is locked. But then they open these, like, two giant double doors into this, like, set room. And they see all of the little Eve doll setups. They find Eve's backpack sitting on the stage and they're like we're never gonna find her now two seconds later eve just comes back in the room she's like what i don't know why she's back there no it they just like wanted to build the tiniest little bit of tension to immediately break it someone let us direct a movie i think we're pretty knowledgeable at this point yeah i think so so she's like what are you guys doing here and she tells casey that they're too late The spell is already complete. She doesn't have much time. Like, the clock is ticking. So Ben is like, this can't be real. Like, you can't really be a doll. And Eve shows Ben her foot. She doesn't even charge him. And she's... (laughs) (laughs) Had to throw one last one in there. In this movie? (laughs) Who directed this? Dan Schneider? Oh, my gosh. So... Yeah, he finally sees, like, the serial number. It is dawning on him that she is a doll. Eve tells Casey that she has to go back to Sunnyvale. She needs to help the Eve dolls. She needs to save them. And she thanks Casey for everything that she taught her. Casey cries. Eve cries. Ben does not cry, however. Eve then gets on the platform, and she waves goodbye. She shrinks back down into a doll. Ben picks her up and suggests to Casey that they put her somewhere special. Yes. At the end of the movie, we pass by the toy store once again. The Eve dolls are now flying off the shelves. Casey catches up with the girls from school and asks if they want to go pick up some CDs together. They're friends again, very quickly. (laughs) Um, Drew meets up with Ben outside of the store. We learn that he's partner now, and True is taking him out to lunch to celebrate. There's probably some sort of relationship going on there. 
we see little girls are gushing over their new Eve dolls. And her catchphrase is, hi, I'm Eve. Show me your 100 watt smile. And of course, at the end, we get Be a Star performed by everyone in the cast. (laughs) We have some choreo in there. We start out with just like Eve and Casey, then Ben joins, then Richie and uh, Drew and Ellen also join in. Um, The song is pretty great. I'm not going to lie. It is kind of a bop. It does get stuck in your head. I'd love to hear like a remix mm. of Be A Star. If it doesn't exist, I'm going to ask Shock to make a remix of Be A Star because I <gasps> oh think they God. would do a great job. That would be so cool. Shock, if you're listening, this is our formal request. But yeah, that is life size. When I tell you the thinness of this plot, the the paper thinness, I don't know if you've ever like – been to the doctors and they have that like paper that they put on the bed and you like sit on it and immediately rips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how thin this plot is. It's interesting because I think that the the concept of like doll coming to life, I think makes so much sense for like a kid's movie. Yeah. It's definitely the cult of it all. Yeah. I was kind of taken aback by. Yes. I did not remember really that the initial reason she performed the spell was to resurrect her dead mother that was pretty dark (laughs) crazy yeah um yeah i think the concept is interesting i feel like there's a lot there and like it's like oh you know what do kids kind of like turn to to use their imagination they turn to toys and like they can often be like support systems and like security blankets for children so it would make sense of like oh this doll comes to life and helps like a young girl process the grief um of losing her mother like yeah that makes sense however somewhere along the way we kind of went off the rails with this like crazy writing wild dialogue (laughs) the fact that there was a scene at this like gala with like her and ben and drew and richie i was like this doesn't need to be here like I would rather have a scene where maybe Casey is, like, talking to her dad or um, reconciling with her friends or, like, I don't even know what I'd rather – but the scene just did not make any sense. Yeah. I think we needed – we either needed more or we needed a more gradual uh, development to even Casey's relationship because it really is, like, they have one conversation and she's like, yeah, you're part of the family now. Not just friends, sisters. (laughs) No twins. Yeah. No Hollywood twins. Um, yeah, I just – I wish that – because, like, I think that that could be really good and really interesting to, like, see them actually have these bonding moments and, like, Eve really learn how she can be a better role model by, like, actually connecting rather than, like, mm-hmm. like showing how great she is, you know? That's kind of, like, her whole arc is, like, she wants to be a role model and, like, teaching young girls how to be strong and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I wish that we could have seen a more gradual development to that relationship, especially because Casey is not like a trusting person. She's very guarded. She's very closed off. I don't think she would flip that switch so quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think the character like um, of Eve is so paper thin, like 
the way that they portray her, I totally get her being pretty and having to kind of like figure out that she's not perfect at everything. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like it, I get them trying to make her big, strong suit be that she's like transformative to people. Mm. But I don't even feel like she was. I feel like everyone was just like super easy to transform. And that's how they went about it. So like Mm -hmm. it wasn't as if she was like presenting people with like novel ideas. She was like, I'm going to enhance your natural beauty and give you a makeover. You're being too forward. That's not good. People should like you for who you are. Be yourself. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's devastating. And also. I guess this is part of the plot, but I don't I don't know why this would be it for like a movie for teenage girls. She helps everyone but teenage girls. Like she helps all mm. the adults. I didn't even think about that, but that's so true. And like if they want to do that, I think what a smarter thing is if they played it as like she's healing other people's inner child. That could have been something. That could have been very, very the Santa Claus-esque. Mm-hmm. I think there just needed to be a better big picture. Mm-hmm. And they, like, explicitly did not want to make this movie nuanced. And I – listen, homegirl, I get it. It's twenty, an hour, 24 minutes. But, like, you've seen Cadet Kelly. Let me tell you. Yeah. A lot happens in Cadet Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there because there are certainly – DCOMs with nuance Mm -hmm. that are like genuinely very good. I feel like this could have had a lot of potential, but fell short in a lot of ways, which makes me sad because like I did love this movie growing up. And believe me, I had the time of my life watching this the other day. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it's definitely like there are still some good tidbits, some good nibblets, as you know, Miley Cyrus would say. Mm. And. I also think that um, there's, like, a lot of, like, camp and a lot of, like, there's, like, a cult following to this movie for sure. Mm -hmm. From the, like, outfits to just, like, the being a doll. Like, I think there's, like, a lot of, like, cool aesthetics in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, like, valuable in that regard of, like – an era a period of time right like the lohan period but for sure not like wow i gained a lot from the content of this movie yeah i i mean we didn't even talk about it there is a second one which we actually watched together when it came out Mm -hmm. um i don't really remember what it was about because i think i really blocked most of it out because it was so bad yeah like really not good. I think the only thing I really remember was like little Yachty being in it for a second because he had like a cameo in yeah. it and I really like liked little Yachty at the time. Mhm. And I know that it's like a Christmas movie. That's even weirder. And the only other thing I remember is I think that like they insinuate that the lead woman in it because it's not like a kid it's like a woman who like works for the toy company or something Mm. i think they insinuate that she likes women because i remember when she first like wakes up to find like eve she thinks that it's like a woman that she hooked up with the night before and just like doesn't remember is this a pg movie it was released on hulu that's where we watched it but it's on disney plus i don't know what it's rated but i do remember that because i was like whoa 
Shall we rate it? <sighs> I'm t- I'm stuck between like a five and a six. Yeah, I was thinking like a five, five and a half. Yeah, it's a it's enough from us. It's it's hard because like I loved this movie so much as a kid. I did enjoy watching it because it's fucking insane, but it just like falls short in a lot of ways that makes me sad because like I can see the potential. I can see it. It's like right there. But alas. I'm going to go with the five. I can't lie to myself. Yeah. Like it's not a good film. (laughs) But will I watch it again? Oh, yeah. I think that when I I saw it as a kid, I felt like it had way more gravitas. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I'm like – Damn, this is stupid. <laughs> but but you know, if you if you can find it somewhere on the internet, give it a rewatch. Let us know what you think uh, with grown up eyes. Yes, please do. Um, on that somber note, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, it was really fun getting to record this, despite uh, the sad ending. <laughs> um. I want to remind you all that we do have our merch on Tee Public. You can find the link in our bio. And this month from March 23rd to March 27th, we're actually having a sale. And the deal is $13 t-shirts and everything else is up to 35% off. So like I said, you can click that link in the bio and get those deals, deals, deals. Yeah. And all of that helps us make the pod Bigger and better, BB. Hell yeah. And if you want to see what we have coming next week for our last episode of March Magic, where can you do that before the episode drops? Oh my god, on our Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can also follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Or if you want to follow us on TikTok, I know Christina just posted one today but this is coming out in like two weeks but there will be more by that time it's movies that raised us pod and then if you want to send us an email you have some thoughts to get out thoughts to share it is movies that raised us at gmail.com yes and we will see you next week for another movie i'm mo and i'm christina and our theme song is by garrett schmidt bye Bye.